This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response, an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. TL Talk Radio, Season 4, Episode 20. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 20 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Feeney-Hatton. Good morning, Randy. Hello, Lynn. Hi. So this is an interesting topic that we have on tap for today. And what makes it interesting is we're not actually talking to anybody else except <laughs> each other. I know. It's been a while since we had um, Yes. I don't, just, know. I don't think us. this season we've done anything, just the two of us I chatting about a really exciting topic, one that's relevant to both of us. And what is that, Lynn? So hopefully we won't bore everyone with just the two of us. But today we're talking about um, demystifying the evaluation process for superintendents and assistant superintendents. And uh, we recently shared this conversation presentation at our Pennsylvania State Conference um, for board members and school administrators. So we had some positive feedback from sharing that. and We thought maybe we would share it out here. Um, we're going to talk a little bit through the process, and we will link our presentation that we used in our show notes. So there are some links and some additional pieces of evidence that you can take a look at if you want to learn more. So to give people some background into why we thought this was an important topic to present on, uh, being in these roles uh, in Pennsylvania here, they're commissioned positions. So we have contracts. And um, actually in Pennsylvania, there's a law that requires school boards to now evaluate uh, on a very formal basis. Uh, the superintendents and assistant superintendents. And we've heard from colleagues um, how this process uh, has not been uh, the best process to go to. And and uh, we've experienced, or we've sort of, uh, I suppose, worked with our board members to uh, develop a process that we have found effective and our board has found effective and think that it's worth sharing out to those people who might be in similar situations and uh, wanting to... Uh, engage in evaluation process that is meaningful for both sides, um, for the 
the person's being evaluated and for those people who are actually doing the evaluation. So think a little bit about what the supervision process and evaluation process looks like in your district if you're a superintendent or an assistant superintendent who is evaluated by the board. And um, use that as your context as you're listening to us talk about our process. And we've worked really diligently to create a collaborative um, goal process where we identify goals, draft goals, and take them to our board. We share evidence of our goal completion along the way throughout the entire year. And then we engage in professional dialogue um, at the end of the year during our evaluation conferences. So uh, from, from hearing the process that's used by many of our colleagues, it's, it's kind of this thing that's done to you. The board you know, has to do it, it's required here, at least in our state it is, and it's something that you know, the board dictates your goals, the board then tells you how you did on them, and, and it just feels not very good, like something that's done to you. And the process that we're going to explain is something that, like Lynn said, is very collaborative, and uh, it's definitely designed to help the superintendent or assistant superintendent grow and uh, is approached in a very positive, um, we would like to say a learner-centered manner. So it's this idea that um, as leaders, we wanna grow and we wanna get valuable feedback um, from our stakeholders, in this case, our school boards, and how do we improve our performance? So we start by really reflecting on our previous year uh, over the summer. So let's say um, in June of, 2017, we start thinking about what our goals are going to be for the 2017-18 year. And we spend time over the summer when we have a little bit more downtime um, thinking about, you know, how do we want to impact our buildings and our district and our community um, and our profession the following year. We then share a draft of some goals and we've linked a couple of years into our presentation that you can check out in the show notes. We share a draft of our goals with our board so that they can think about the goals, they can determine if the goals are in line with um, what they're hoping to achieve that year. They can see some of the potential deliverables that we have identified in our goals and we can have a conversation about you know, are we both on the same path, um, both of us, meaning administration and our board? Are we both moving forward in the way that that we value, that we want to spend our time and our effort working towards in that school year? So once we have that conversation um, with our board and they um, agree with our goals and they share any feedback that they have and they understand the deliverables, our goals are approved and they are required to be posted online Um, each year by state law. And then the next process, really the ball comes into our court where we begin to work on uh, achieving those goals. And one of the things that's characterized that process of working towards those goals is uh, transparency and communication with the board. Um, So there are a couple of ways that we do that uh, as we go throughout the year and um, work on processes to uh, achieve Uh, those goals. So two of the things that we have found very useful and our board has found very useful is a monthly superintendent report. So um, we have actually three meetings a a month, each month, uh, two committee meetings, and one, uh, an additional meeting, which is our regular board meeting, official board meeting, where um, action is taken. And it is at that board meeting that there's an, uh, an agenda item called the superintendent's report. And uh, what Lynn and I do 
related to all of our goals is we provide the board and the public an update on our progress towards each one of those goals. So we just set up a Google slideshow and uh, we create a slide for each goal. And uh, for the month of September, uh, we share out what we did that month related to that particular goal. And then for October, we create a bunch of new slides and we just add it to the top of that deck. So as the year goes along, the board can see month to month and they have the opportunity to go back and refresh their memory. And then when they get to the end of the year, um, what is most valuable is to have basically um, a whole slideshow of every month's report and they can see how they've got evidence of how uh, we have made progress on those goals across the year. Um, so I think a couple things that are important to capture there are this, uh, this idea of communicating progress and doing that on a regular basis and doing it in a format um, that is accessible to the board and sort of keeps the history of the progress towards those goals. Another way that we uh, communicate with the board around our goals and around other district issues as well is in a bi-weekly board update. Uh, so every two weeks, uh, we gather information, and sometimes this is confidential information, but sometimes it's information um, that connects to our goals or just certain things that are happening here in the district that we want to be open and transparent about um, with the board. And they receive this um, through their email, and uh, it is just one other avenue um, by which we keep the communication lines open and really value that idea of transparency uh, as we move through this process. So, you know, one thing that you should hopefully see from this is um, collaborative process of establishing the goals and then very transparent about the progress that's that is being had on those. So it's not like we wait three months and then we give the board a mid-year update and then we come back at the end of the year um, when there may be some surprises in there. There is a constant stream of information that is going to the board about the progress on the goals. So we create the goals, we do that collaboratively, as Randy said, we identify some structures for sharing evidence along the way through that monthly superintendent report and the biweekly board update. So we get to um, approximately, you know, April, March, April, and we start to think about our end of the year timeline. And we think about, you know, what is our, what are our end goals? And for us, we try to approve our administrative salary adjustments at our June board meeting so that any salary adjustments can be effective starting on July 1. So we know that if we're going to approve salary adjustments at June 14th, we need to sort of work backwards from then June 14th for the board meeting or whatever the board meeting is that month um, through April. We need to make sure that our board has enough time. So we develop a timeline and we actually you know create a document with specific dates um, which include when we're going to distribute the evaluation forms. Uh, it includes, you know, the nights when the forms are due back. It includes when the board will meet to have some discussion about our work. It includes when the board will m meet with each of us individually to talk about our work. Um, and then it includes the potential approval timeline for salary adjustments and implementation. So we're really thoughtful about making sure that the board has enough time and providing the board with all of the resources they need to make um, make their decisions and provide us with some um, positive and critical qualitative feedback. 
And that timeline really provides accountability for both uh, the superintendent, assistant superintendent, and the school board members as well. It outlines who's responsible for what tasks at what point. And it really does hold everybody equally accountable and responsible um, for carrying out this process to its conclusion and, and making sure that it's a positive experience for everybody as well. So when we share our timeline, um, you know, typically around April, we also share the rubric um, that we have identified and, and uh, decided on jointly. And we also share evidence. So we share um, digital evidence. We share, we reshare the slideshow that we've developed with all the superintendent reports so that the board has every, um, every piece of information sort of in one spot so that they're able to utilize all of the resources effectively. Once we provide the resources and they complete the forms and they um, work independently initially and then collaboratively to identify um, the actual evaluation that they want to give us, we have that one-on-one -on -one conference um, where the board president and personnel committee uh, meets with each of us separately. And during that conference, they provide us with uh, written feedback. We can have conversations around um, strengths and areas for growth. We've done this now a number of times. I can't remember exactly how many times, but uh, it's been a very positive process. And I think everybody leaves that conversation um, feeling informed, uh, feeling good about the progress of the district, and um, feeling like the evaluation process hasn't been a mystery. And uh, it's been something that through intentionality and through um, creating opportunities for everybody in the process to own and be responsible for aspects of it uh, really does turn out to be something very positive and we think worth sharing with other people. So we would love to learn more about the process you use. Um, if you're interested in sharing with us, we are always um, seeking new ideas and ways to extend our thinking. And uh, do check out those show notes. Uh, we do have the presentation, the Google slideshow that we used uh, at our state conference um, when we shared this out. And there are links to all sorts of different artifacts in there, um, including our draft goals from last year and this year, um, including how we uh, attach evidence uh, to those goals. Um, you'll also be able to see the template that we use. You'll also be able to see the timeline. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking conversation. This episode's question, what areas of your evaluation would you like to adapt, um, given and considering what we've shared today? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would like to comment or access the resources mentioned during the episode, check out the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season four, episode 20. So that's the end of our first episode this year with just the two of us. <laughs> so we'll be back soon, likely with another uh, thought leader uh, along the lines of our previous podcast this season and previous seasons as well. So look forward to having you come back. Take care, Lynn. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.